Ah, uh, okay, all right. Imagine paying 90 pounds for one hamburger in Malaysia. 90 pounds is 460 ringgit Malaysia, which is a lot. Mm. This guy went to a birthday party and to a restaurant and had the 20 pound burger. But they split the bill at the end, which came to 90 pounds a person. But then they asked him to pay for the birthday girl's burger as well, another 90 pounds. He refused. And now 460 burger is the latest meme in Malaysia. <laughs> How much is too much uh, for a meal with a friend? In today's passage, there's a meal. Peter has breakfast with Jesus and there's a bill. Uh, Peter is asked to give his life to follow Jesus. How much is too much to follow Jesus? Three points from John chapter 21. More than these, what about him? And many other things. Firstly, Jesus asks Peter a question, do you love me? But then he adds, more than these. Verse 15, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? More than these could be talking about more than these fish. They're eating fish for breakfast, very Asian. It could be more than these disciples, the other friends who are eating the breakfast as well. But whatever it is, it's comparing love for Jesus with love for other things. You know, is there something else that you love more than me? And Peter answers, you know the answer. Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you or you know what's truly in my heart. And that's important because this is a test. Jesus asks the same question again and again, like on who wants to be a millionaire, you know, essentially asking, is this your final answer? And Jesus, he knows the answer. That's not, that's not the reason why he asks the question three times. No, he's checking, do you know the answer? Are you sure that you love me? And to some, I know that will sound like nagging, but to Peter, it sounded very hurtful because Jesus is questioning. Jesus is questioning our love for him. Verse 16, again, again, uh, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he does this three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? But the third time, verse 17 says, Peter was hurt. And it, it reminded Peter of the three times he denied Jesus before the cross. And Peter says, Lord, you know all things. And that's more than saying, Lord, I know, you know that I love you. Uh, no, he's saying, Lord, you know the times when I did not love you. It's loving a friend you've kind of let, let down before or loving a boyfriend or a girlfriend you've betrayed before. You know, it's saying, I love you, uh, but I'm sorry for all those times when I did not love you. Uh, which brings us back to that first question in verse 15. Do you love me? And Jesus adds, more than these. Uh, it's a silly question, really, but if I pointed to all the stuff I can see on your Zoom screen, you know, your TV, your house, the person sitting next to you, uh, the stuff we all have, the stuff we all love. Do you love Jesus more than these things? That's the first question. Um, but the second question, which is, what about him? And that's verse 18. Verse 18, very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. It's a foretelling of the future when you're old, Jesus says to Peter. Uh, what will you be like 
uh, when you're old, you know, will you be like this respected old person? You know, people will come to you and ask you all kinds of questions because of your wisdom, of your age. Uh, Jesus does not say that <laughs> of Peter. He says, someone else will dress you, someone else will feed you, someone else will make you do all kinds of stuff that you don't want to do, like, you know, go to the toilet. And that's kind of depressing to hear. Uh, but, you know, Jesus also talks about when he's young, you know, when you're young, you know, can do anything you wanted in the world, you know, can eat anything, you can go anywhere. And the point is, you know, now that when you're young, now when you can make all these big life important choices, you know, when you're young, are you making those choices, you know? And he's speaking to all of us here, by the way, you know, some of us, yes, are younger than others, uh, but all of us, you know, are able to make choices for ourselves. Are we making those choices to, to love, to serve one another, or even to speak the gospel? Or are we waiting for something to happen before we make those choices? And if so, Jesus is saying, you know, things will get harder, not easier. You know, make the most of your life now. Do it now while you still can, while you're still young. Verse 19, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said, follow me. Um, the story goes that, G that Peter will be crucified, um, but crucified upside down. And maybe that's what Jesus is referring to as the kind of death that will glorify God. Uh, but I think the lesson might be a bit more obvious. He might be saying, you know, follow me now. And I promise you, Peter, I will enable you to follow me all the way to the end. And he's just emphasizing, you know, follow me now. Do it now. Make that decision now while you still can. But in Peter, that raises a kind of objection, a kind of question, and we see this in verse 20. Verse 20, Peter turned and he saw that disciple whom Jesus loved uh, and was following them. This is the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? Uh, when Peter saw him, <laughs> he asked, Lord, uh, what about him? <laughs> what about that guy? You know, is, he, is he going to suffer too? It's interesting, isn't it? You know, Jesus has been talking about your life, your devotion, your ministry, Peter. But Peter goes, you know, what about that guy? Uh, the one whom Jesus loved. You know, is he going to have the good life and I'm going to have this horrible, you know, suffering in my, in my life, in my death? And uh, if you're honest, or if I'm honest, you know, I feel, I feel that way sometimes. You know, I think, you know, what about that guy, that church, that ministry? They seem to be doing so much better than me right now, you know, I do feel that way. And, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised some people think that way about me when they look at me. And it's not good, you know, it's not good to think that way. But it's kind of encouraging to see that Peter feels that way as well. And Jesus says to Peter, and maybe he says to me as well, you know, that's not your problem. You focus on following me right now. Verse 22, Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. <laughs> because of this though, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. You know, but Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said that if I want him to remain alive, what is that to you? And that's, <laughs> that's so crazy. It's crazy to think that the early believers and maybe even the apostles, they were gossiping this rumor about John, which was not true, but it's still crazy. 
And I wonder if that's why John put this episode in his gospel, you know, to say that, you know, none of this is true. <laughs> you know, my life was hard. You know, he's saying, you know, I was tortured, you know, they exiled me to Patmos, you know, you see that in Revelation. You know, none of this rumor is true. But I wonder if he's also saying to us as Christians today, you know, if you're a Christian and you have a comfortable, good life, it does not mean that God loves you more than those who are suffering, those who have a hard time following him. If anything, you know, Peter's death shows us that even death can glorify God, that suffering, that weakness, that dependence upon God. And you know, I wonder if some of us today, we should feel as embarrassed as John when people are thinking things that are not true. Oh wow, that guy is so awesome. Oh, that church is so amazing. And it's all just rumor and it's all just gossip and it doesn't honor God, you know, and we should be embarrassed when this kind of talk goes around. And maybe instead we should be a bit more bold about our struggles, a bit more open, more honest with you know, our, our suffering, especially as Christian leaders, because here is a passage that says that, that can glorify God, even in our humility, even in our weakness, even in our old age, when we trust in God. That was the second point. Finally, finally, last point, verse 25. Verse 25, Jesus did many other things as well. Remember that, many other things. If every, every one of them were written down, I suppose that not even the whole world would have enough room for the books that would have been written. John, in other words, could have written many books he wrote, just one, he wrote this gospel. And why? Why did he just write this gospel? Well, because the previous chapter, chapter 20 and verse 31, it says, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing you may have eternal life in his name. And the thing is, John could have stopped there in chapter 20, but he adds this extra chapter, this extra scene at the end. It's kind of like one of those Avengers movies. There's always this extra scene, <laughs> extra episode. After everything's finished, there's still this extra thing at the end. And you kind of wonder, you know, why is that there? And you see, I think it, if I could put it this way, there's chapter 20 and chapter 21. Chapter 20 is for people who haven't believed. Uh, it's for those who need belief, who need to have that evidence, and therefore by believing they have eternal life. But chapter 21 is for those who have already believed, for people like Peter, people like you know us, you know, who need to keep believing in Jesus all the way to the end. I'll put it that way. Or in other words, it's for people like us. If you've been coming to the Chinese church for a long time, for many, many years, it's for you. Chapter 21 is for you. And imagine Jesus asking you the way he asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And we say, yes, you know, Jesus, of course. You know, I've been coming to church all this while. You know, I believe in you. And, you know, and, uh, otherwise, you know, what, why, what would I be doing here? I'd be just at home watching Netflix. But what does Jesus say next? He says, oh, well done, you know. But no, he didn't say that. He says, feed my sheep. He says to Peter, feed my lambs. This is, this gospel, you know, is given to you who believe in this gospel to feed his sheep. You realize, you know, feeding the sheep is not giving them roast duck, not giving them physical food. Any more than sheep are not talking about sheep, it's talking about God's people. And the food is not just talking about food, it's talking about God's word. You feed God's people by giving them God's word, speaking to them the gospel. Or put it another way, put it another way. How can you tell, you know, if someone actually really does love 
Jesus. You know, that guy really loves Jesus. And how do you tell? And we would say, that guy prays a lot. <laughs> or that girl, you know, she serves in church. She does so many things. She's so busy. She does, and she must really love God. And that's how we measure love for Jesus. What does John say? It's quite interesting. John says, look at Jesus. Now, Jesus did all kinds of other stuff. That's why he says in verse 25, all kinds of other things that were not written in this book. You know, more things that you could ever do in your whole life. Better things, more amazing things, more miracles. But John says, I'm not going to tell you any of them. <laughs> why? Because I want you to focus on the most important thing that Jesus did for you. He died for you on the cross. While you were still sinners, when you did not love him, he loved you. When you could not die for him, he died for you. He died for your sins. And if you trust in that, you will have life in his name. There are many things, many things that Jesus did. This is the most important thing. There are many things you could do. This is the thing you should be doing, speaking about Jesus, helping people to be able to trust in him and have eternal life in his name. Well, three things we've seen today. Um, let me summarize them differently. Let me, let me summarize them like this. Number one, loving Jesus, living for Jesus, and testifying to Jesus. Those three things. And number one, loving Jesus means loving his people, you know, feeding his sheep. And that makes sense because, you know, you can't see Jesus. You can't love him in that way, you know, you can't have access to him in that way. You can pray to him, you have to have fellowship with him, but you can love his people. You can feed his sheep. And Jesus says, if you love me, do that. Love them. Secondly, following Jesus. And following Jesus means following him all the way to the end. Following him all the way to the cross. Following him for the rest of your life. And the way to do that is to start now. When you have the opportunity, when you're young, when you have the opportunity to do so, to respond to him right now, if you haven't done that yet, now is the time to respond to Jesus. And if you do so, Jesus promises you, he will enable you to walk with him faithfully all the way to the end. Finally, testifying about Jesus. And I left one verse out. Let me read verse 24, I left it out. This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. And we know that his testimony, it's true. He's talking about this testimony, this gospel, you know, this witness, uh, this, this, all these you know, accounts about Jesus' life and his death that we've been reading for the last year here in the Chinese church. And he's saying to us, it is 100% true. You know, if you're a non-Christian here today, just know that everything you've heard here in this gospel, it is entirely true. You can trust in its validity. But if you already know that this is true, if you're already a Christian, then John is saying to us, well, speak this truth, testify in this truth, know that this truth is true. You know, live it out every day, and keep trusting in it every day, if that makes sense. You know, don't give up, don't turn away, don't love other things. Keep focusing your attention and all your energies in loving Jesus by speaking Jesus to those whom he loves. Hope that makes sense. Um, why don't I pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much that Jesus loved us when we did not love him. Thank you so much that he died for us on the cross and that by trusting in that, we have eternal life in his name. And thank you so much for this word that we can speak 
that we can trust in and that we can even minister to those in your body that they might be fed and that in loving you, we can love them through this gospel. Help us to do this by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.